For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, Ethan, first down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. As I was getting ready for bed the other night, I heard a little voice from somewhere saying, thank you, thank you. I looked around and then quickly realized, oh yeah, I manscaped earlier in the day. And now you can too by taking advantage of this promotion from a company that has created everything a gentleman needs to ensure a comfortable and clean existence for your family jewels. Just go to the website, www.manscaped.com, and enter the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, all capital letters, to receive 20% off your order. Manscaped has become a sponsor of the various podcasts on Eagles Unfiltered and sent a sample order for me to try at home. And I have to admit, I was a little skeptical and a bit nervous to give it a try. But I did, and I'm glad I did, and so is my wife. They have an assortment of trimmers and lotions to keep those jewels feeling fresh all day long and into the night as well. But that's not all they have. They have performance-fitting briefs and t-shirts with their slogan, Your Balls Will Thank You, and much more. So just check out the website, www.manscaped.com, and enter that promo code, GOBIRDS, and receive 20% off your order. With the holidays right around the corner, men, treat yourself. Ladies, treat your man. I promise you, you won't be sorry you did. And remember, if you hear that little voice saying, thank you, remember to say you're welcome. All right, guys, welcome back. We are back with another Blue Meanies Bird recap. Let's go, everybody. <laughs> I'm so happy that this is back on finally. You know, it's been, it, it, we waited a couple of weeks to get into the season, you know, schedules permitted. Uh, if you listen to the Mind and Meanie show, you can understand why. There's a ton of content going out from Blue Meanie lately. He's crushing it in the podcast sphere. Uh, someone I've always idolized and looked up to in the podcast host realm because he's so great at what he does. That show is amazing. Mind and Meanie, go check it out on anywhere you get podcasts. But okay. his schedule's been ta- uh, you know, clogged up a little bit. Geo, I mean, you just had the ESPN segment done last night. You, you, you're the superstar of Philadelphia, so we already know your schedule's been clogged up. And, you know... Life happens uh, with myself as well. So it's been a while since we could be able to get this back started, but we're back now. Meanings Birds recap. We'll be back on Eagles Unfiltered. We don't, we're not going to guarantee when this schedule is going to be out. Just know that we will be dropping Meanings Birds recap on Eagles Unfiltered, hopefully weekly, but we'll see. But it's going to be back on the podcast atmosphere. Blue Meanie, great to have you back on front. Hey, uh, I wish I was back under better circumstances after that uh game last night on monday night but hey man it's uh great to be back you know uh filled up eagles it's 
my passion. It's my love. It keeps me sane. Uh, you know, growing up, I was, it was pro wrestling, Philadelphia Eagles, rock and roll. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's going to be a rough season. It's because, you know, we got a rookie coach, new system, got to teach these kids his uh, new way. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's going to be a rough watch this year. I, I have a feeling. I mean, uh, they came out looking good in, in Atlanta. They look great in Atlanta. And then they, they had a chance with the 49ers. They left a lot of uh, opportunities on the field. But last night, good Lord. And then now you got, you know, two teams who were just in the Super Bowl. Coming it down, it's just like. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm confident. You know that, uh, you know, once the, the the guys get a grasp of this, you know, uh, new system, whatever that is, let's uh, find out what it is first, and then uh, don't make me look stupid, Mister Ciarani. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would be cool. You know, just uh, to see what the journey of this first year is. And then Gio, we get to ask you. First, before anyone else, can I have your autograph? Yeah, can I please have your autograph? And how what it was like, man? You know that ESPN segment that was great. Like, what did you think? You're sitting back there, and you're finally saying, "This is it, guys!" Like this, this is me. Um, it it was great. Um, it's been a dream to be on ESPN, uh, pretty much my entire life. Um, and. Uh, I was on ESPN, and then I called you right after, Connor, and you know how pumped I was. Um, yeah. I, I was screaming, and it was, it was great. Glad it was that impactful for you, man. It was awesome for uh, all of us in Philadelphia to see, and everybody that knows your story, and that's a fan of you. Like that was all worth it for all of us. That was it. That's what we all needed to just justify how we feel about you, man. Like you deserved it. It was great to see, but unfortunately, we have to talk about this game now. And we have to focus on the loss. And I'm just going to go out and say it right away. Nick Sirianni, you're going to have to wear the footballs for dummy, football coaching for dummy shirt this week, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not giving up. I'm not throwing the white flag on Sirianni. And I have been very harsh on him on social media as of late. Um, you know, this team was always meant to go through growing pains with this new staff and this, this young quarterback that they have in Jalen Hurts. So, my my expectations for this season on the podcast, if you if you listen to the podcast routinely, you, you you heard me say all I want to see is progress. I picked them to go seven and ten, but I just wanted to see progress. They look exactly the same. You can change the coach, you can change the coaching staff completely. You can change the starting quarterback, but you're going to keep getting the same results when the common denominator is in place. The roster is bad. It, it it is bad. It can't with it can't withstand these injuries that they're having already. You know, they were this team is not meant to lose Rodney McLeod. They can't handle it. This team is not meant to lose Brandon Graham. They can't handle it. Now they're losing Isaac Sayomalu, who Derek Gunn's reporting is out for the season. And it looked like he broke his foot. That that's that was that injury looked perfectly like a broken foot. This team thrived on the next man up mentality so much that the GM bought into it for the whole entire roster construction of the last couple years. At some point, high ribbons, Roseman has to pay the piper. You know, they've changed so much with this team. So much has changed. And yet they look exactly the way they look in 2020. The play calling was horrendous. 
and I'm not going to go kill Nick Sirianni for it. He's he's not ready. You know, this is this situation he was handed into. We all like to forget that Nick Sirianni was hired before the Carson Wentz trade occurred. They pretty much handed him the keys to this franchise and said, here's the keys. We don't have the engine yet, though. Mm -hmm. This is going to be tough. This is going to be really tough for him to overcome. And I kind of bit off the Kool-Aid after that Atlanta win. I was like, this offense is incredibly talented. They, he he knows how he's going to put Jalen Hurts in the position to succeed. Absolutely. After that Atlanta win. Now these last two weeks against San Francisco and, and, and Dallas, especially Dallas's defense, they were missing six defensive linemen and a really good linebacker, arguably their best linebacker since Michael Parsons moved to the defensive end in Keanu Neal. And they ran the ball. They used their running backs three times. It, it's going to be a long, tough study with Nick Sirianni. I'm fine with that. You know, I, I'm the one that really sat back last night and thought about it more. I got off Twitter. I got off social media. And I was like, I'm done talking. <laughs> you know, everything I'm saying right now is an overreaction. I need to relax. I need to go back and see how these first-year coaches have handled the Eagles when they first arrived to the team. And Andy Reid, you know, he started off one and four with the team. The first couple, they were 0-4 to start off the season, though. The offense was abysmal. Maybe, maybe, you know, Donovan was a rookie quarterback. You know, we have to look at Jalen Hurts in the same light. You know, he's still a rookie quarterback. I know he started four games last year, but as a broken offense, the whole entire team changed. He's, he's a young quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback, in my opinion. This is going to be that type of season where they have to establish themselves, get a new identity, and really figure out if this quarterback is the guy or not. You know, they knew Donovan Nabb was going to be the guy because they invested that draft capital in him. They knew Carson Wentz was going to be the guy because they drafted that draft capital in him. They don't have to do that with Jalen Hurts. The second round pick is replaceable in this day and age. Look what look what they've done ever since J.J. Osaka Whiteside has proven he's not the guy. They keep drafting wide receivers in the first round. You can you you can replace a second round pick in this day and age. So, unfortunately for Jalen Hurts, time is not on his side. But Nick Sirianni has to figure out if, if this is going to be his guy, you need to cater your offense to him because so far you're not these last two games. You're you're making it be a quarterback that he just isn't. And when you ask him not to be a quarterback, he isn't. And you ask him to play into his structure and the way he plays it, he looks a lot better. He But he runs a lot more. He bails the pocket a lot more. You know, So they need to find some common ground between Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. And if it's not going to be him be the guy, Nick Sirianni needs to put that up the top of the chain and let these guys know hey, we like Jalen Hurts a lot, but this quarterback's not going to fit the system I'm trying to bring here. And you did have two quarterbacks when I first got hired here, so I didn't really know which one I was going to deal with anyways. I was kind of leaning toward Wentz, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But the way this offense is looking right now, it, it looks like he's trying to play outside of Jalen Hurts' strengths, and that's a problem. Yeah, I'm not willing to throw the white flag out on uh, Sirianni yet, but I'll throw a, a yellow flag. Um He's, he's got to, you know, he, stop pandering. <laughs> you know, I get it. At, at first, it was endearing. He, you know, where the different, I can see wearing the t shirts of the players that are on the team, but, you know, you're wearing the Beat Dallas uh, shirt, which probably is billboard material for the Cowboys. I just don't uh, understand how you wear that run booby run shirt and then go completely against it. Yeah, dude, I, I tweeted out last night. Is, is there a run game here? And, and they didn't even run the ball until the, the second quarter. Which was insane, and and the run he did, right? The, his first run was amazing. 
And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go this far. I'll, I'll think, I think the lack of a run game is the reason why we, we're having such a rough time with our offensive line. When you, when you have a running game, the, the offensive line is opposing their will on the defense. You know, Sayamalu, you know, broke his foot last night trying to keep somebody from sacking, you know, hurts. You know, you see, you know, and then his foot breaks. But if he's imposing his will on that guy while they're doing a run game, you know, you do the run to set up the pass. It, what, what's the point of doing RPOs if they know you're not going to hand off the ball in, in the first place, you know? <clears throat> so there's a there's a lot of things that need to be adjusted, addressed, and um, and, and they got to get draft better. Like you said, they got to draft better. Uh, can we get in, uh, some middle linebackers in here? Uh, you know, stuff like that on the, uh, on the defense. Uh, but, and, and again, you said this looks like the same team. I wonder if some of that play callings for coming from above Nick, I wonder if, you know, Howie and Jeff are saying, no, this is our game plan. You know, it's just, it just makes you wonder just like, is Sirianni calling it or is it coming from above them? Gio, what'd you think, man? I mean, you're an avid Madden player. You know how to use Miles Sanders. You know how to use Kenny Gamewell, Boston Scott. What's going on, man? What are you thinking? Um, I think that they have to use Miles Sanders more. The, what was it, three runs last night? Yeah, two to Sanders, though. Oh, two to Sanders? That's unacceptable. Like... I, I think we need to run the ball more. I think that is is Sirianni's favorite ice cream flavor vanilla too? <laughs> because I'm seeing a lot of vanilla. I think that Jalen Hurts needs to not throw deep every single play. I agree. It looked like he wanted – that's what it looked like. The offense wanted to be more – competitive with Dallas. It looks like they wanted to match Dallas's offense. They wanted to go tet for tat for making it a passing game. And that's just not the this offense right now. They need to establish a rhythm before they become that type of offense. This, this team still needs chemistry. You know, this still needs to get the scheme. It needs an identity. And I I agree with you, Gio. I said it first uh before the season started on Sports Illustrated. Miles Sanders needs to be the vocal point of this offense this year. You need to aid your young quarterback and give him a run game to support on to open up the play action like, you know, Blue Means saying, what's the point of RPOs if you're not going to run the ball? It's predictable. It's vanilla. It's just ridiculous, you know, and I don't think it's too early to be harsh on Sirianni. You know, I think you could be critical. It's not saying that we're not sitting here saying, you know, wave the white flag like Lumini's saying. We're not saying that we're giving up on Sirianni, but it's fair to be critical because I think Mini's onto something, you know. The, Howie and Lurie hired another guy that they picked. You know, they had Josh McDaniels. They were interested in I, Howie was interested in him. I don't think Jeffrey Lurie was as interested. Jeffrey Lurie really made the hiring of Nick Sirianni, but uh, their love for these yes men after Chip Kelly read them the wrong way. You know, it's getting a little tough. I know what the Eagles were incredibly successful under Doug Peterson, won the first Super Bowl with him, but I like how we all like to forget that he had a strong staff. And when after that staff got plucked, we saw the real Doug Peterson. And that's the reason why he's not a head coach this year. No team with an opening even even brought him in for an interview. He only got an offensive coordinator interview with the Seahawks, with, and they quickly chose another route. You know, the, it looks like they got another yes man. They're saying, 
We want to be an 11 personnel offense. We want to be an offense that attacks down the field. We want to use our speed that we keep drafting in Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, and now we have a shiny new toy in Devontae Smith. Let's push the ball downfield. And that's just not what this offense can be yet because they're so new and so young and so inexperienced. They need to establish a rhythm. They need to establish a rushing attack they can lean on that can at least keep them in games. You know, the best thing about 2017, they were third rushing in, in rushing in the NFL, and that rushing attack could take over games. It, ke- it really kept them in games because it established um, time of possession, and it gave the offense more, to- more options of what they could do. Even in 2016, I know they were 7-9. They weren't that great. They had Ryan Matthews, Wendell Small, and Darren Sproles, but they were still 10th in rushing attempts and 11th in overall rushing yards in the league. Now, there was times where Doug Peterson lost his way that season, too. I mean, uh, I was reminded on Twitter, and it was actually a good point. He be, Carson Wentz threw the ball 60 times against the Cincinnati Bengals' his rookie season. That was inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Inexcusable as well. So, yes, Nick Sirianni is going to have these growing pains, but, you know, Doug Peterson had a very strong staff to lean on. Nick Sirianni has a very inexperienced staff to lean on. It, the growing pains are going to be a little bit tougher, I feel like. And I, I just don't know if this guy is going to be the guy at the end of the day. And again, that is very early in overreaction to say. But so far, it looks like Howie, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie got another guy they can push around. They want an offense to be this way. And the the pieces just don't fit the puzzle. When it comes to the staff, it, it, you know, next Sirianni surrounded by a bunch of peers. Uh, exactly. When Andy Reid became the head coach had a coach at the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, he had a Jim Johnson, you know, he, he had all these, you know, other people, you know, he could turn to like, who does Nick Sirianni turn to and go, man, what would you do in this situation? You've coached before. And, and, and you know, that's the, another thing The Philadelphia Eagles have a history of hiring head coaches with no prior head coaching experience. The last, last head coach, the Eagles hired that prior, uh, head coaching experience was Marion Gamble, you know, <laughs> right. You know, the coach before, I believe, but before uh, buddy Ryan or something like that. But uh, yeah, and I have no problem with that because, you know, some of them turned out well, you know, uh, Andy Reid turned out well, you know, Doug did, eh. but uh, you know, um, yeah, Nick Sirianni is, it's his first day at school and everybody else has the same experience as him. You know, uh, they need somebody on that staff that he can like lean on, like uh, give him an old head, like to go, Hey man, <laughs> what, what do you think? What, what, give me a, give me a fresh set of eyes on this situation. What would you do? You know, sometimes when you're, when you're stuck on something, you know, like I like to design t-shirts and do all this stuff. And sometimes I'm looking at a design and I go, man, there's something missing. I, I step away, come back at with it, with a fresh set of eyes or I'll listen to somebody else who's done it before and they can give me a, an idea of what to do. Nick is, is just got Nick and the same, the guys on who are on the same level as him. So they need to, to, to do something. He needs to maybe call out to, you know, another coach in the league and, you know, that's willing to help him. With, you know, you always hear stories about, you know, coaches reaching out to people they've worked with before and, Somebody's got to give them a fresh set of eyes what to, what to do, and if it's the fact that you know, you know the the front office is help calling the plays, he needs to uh, maybe put on some big boy pants and say, "Hey, I'm the one doing the press conferences. I'm the one facing the media. It's my name on the line for these this play calling. You gotta let me call my game. 
if that's the case. He's got to say, Howie, Jeff, thank you for the opportunity. But when it comes to the media, I get all the blame and I need to call my plays because, you know, he, he was good. He was a good core. Everybody who's worked underneath Sirianni before has praised him mm-hmm. from San Diego, Indianapolis. They said, he's great. I want to see that great guy that everybody said he was coming in. All right. And I, I agree though. I, 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 we are being critical, but we're not waving the white flag still as we want to reiterate because fair. I think it's incredibly fair. I think it's incredibly fair personally, but, and I, you know, I am making these observations about Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman as, as well, but they do have a strong track record and you brought it up yourself hiring coaches. You know, Chip Kelly did work when he didn't until he didn't work. You know, Andy Reid is Andy Reid for a reason. Uh, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. They still won a Super Bowl, Doug Peterson. We can't take that away from him. And he's probably going to be a head coach again just because of that. So I don't want to just crush those guys and say Nick Sirianni wasn't the right choice because that might end up making me look stupid. You know, this is still three games into his early into his career. And so far, the track record of those guys is they do end up picking at some at some point. The coach that they bring in has success. So at some point, I think it's fair to ex- expect success from Nick Sirianni. But man, these growing pains are going to be tough to go through. And these last two games have proved that. And that's the only reason why we're so critical. Gio, I got to ask you, man. If you were to have a conversation with Nick Sirianni right now, other than the Miles Sanders stuff, what would you say? Like, hey, I know this team. Your first, it's, This is your first year with this team. I know this city. I know this team. Here's my advice for you. What would it be? Throw to the tight ends more and stop letting Jalen throw deep so much. Rain Jalen in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. You know, cater the system to his strengths like you preached you were going to. That's, that's the one thing that I noticed about this new coaching staff before I, I let Blue Mead take it away is that they came into this team, they introduced themselves to the fans, they introduced themselves to the media, and they preached, we are going, when they asked, what what are your systems going to be? Like, what are you guys going to do on offense? What are you guys going to do on defense? And like, we don't know, because we're going to cater to our player strengths. Where is that? Because I haven't seen it the last two games. There's, I agree with Gio. Uh, Jalen's got to stop throwing deep, because when he goes to throw deep, he doesn't throw to where they're going to. He's throwing to where they they already are. Hence why, you know, uh, there was an interception and a lot of, you know, passes are getting shut down. There's the one, the one throw he did, I want to say it was to Watkins. It was like a 25 yarder that got called back on the penalty because too many guys were downfield, you know, and that's another thing with this team. Stop with the penalties. They're yeah, undisciplined. They're, they are undisciplined, and there's just way too many. What's the point of picking up the flag at this point? You know, just run a play, and when there isn't a penalty, pick it up. I mean, they're throwing the flag on every play. It's just the team's undisciplined. Too many men down the field. And that could also be, you know, a case for doing the RPO too much. You know, people are expecting a, a run play, and they're running down the field to set up the blocks. He pulls the ball back. He goes to the pass, and before he passes it, they're throwing the, the, the flag for too many men downfield. You know, there, there, there's, there's got to be more discipline on that side of the ball. There's way too many penalties. 
on a, it was frustrating in San Francisco, uh, against San Francisco. It was maddening last night versus Dallas. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, it, it was an issue last year too. They were very heavily penalized last year. This, the, the discipline is not there. And I, you know, it was interesting against Atlanta because I know they were heavily penalized then too, but I mean, it, they looked a little bit more disciplined considering what they were in 2020. Now, no, it looked just as bad. So that is just, that's going to have something to clean up. I mean, it's that's coaching. Yeah, it's on the coaching. They got to clean that up. All right, man. Before we finish up the show, real quick, Geo. Yeah, I got I got to ask you, man. How do you foresee the rest of the season going, and how do you bring optimism back to the fan base that sorely needs it right now after that beat down by Dallas? Because I mean, if anybody can do it, it's you. I really do truly think that we have a chance next week against the Chiefs because the young Chargers team won against them. We're a young Eagles team, and I think that we have a chance. What we need, Giovanni, is for you to go on your social media, <laughs> uh, fire up your social social media machine. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> but I believe in you. You got to give them some in- inspiration. Yeah. You clearly yeah. see it. You're such an inspirational dude. I think this team needs a little bit of inspiration. You know, just go out there and give them a little pep talk, man. Because- we need to start a petition. We need to start a petition. Yeah. To get Gio in the locker room. Yeah. To give hype speeches to this team. If yeah. Brandon Graham can't do it, Giovanni Hamilton has to freaking do it. Here's how I envision it. The team's locker room door opens. And you see a silhouette of Giovanni. <laughs> Smoke comes into the locker room. And then, you know, just he comes out to John Cena's theme. You know, John Cena's theme. And here comes Giovanni. And the, the Eagles locker room's going nuts. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, hey, guys. And then you just give him the biggest. Hey, guys. That dude, that that's got to be a T-shirt. Hey guys, that's awesome. I I I love it when I hear "Hey guys" because my day's made. But you know, you gotta get in there and go, "Hey guys," yeah, and you give them the best best pep speech they've ever heard. And I bet you would have them running through a brick wall for you. Yeah. Send this to the Eagles marketing team ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> now. All right, guys. So we're gonna be back next week with a new. Meanies Birds recap. Hopefully, we're going to be back next week, but we'll definitely be giving you guys that content from now on going forward. The gang is back together. That's for sure. Thank God. We're so happy to be back. As for Giovanni, Blue Meanie, and myself, tune in to Eagles Unfiltered to hear this Blue Meanies recap every week. And then again, the Mind of the Meanie podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts. Blue Meanie, give some listeners some insight on the podcast real quick, just so instead of me. (laughs) Hey, if you want to listen to my other adventure uh mind of the meanie uh the mind of the meanie podcast drops every monday morning wherever you get your favorite podcasts uh if you want to uh support the blue meanie uh go to pro com slash blue meanie uh you can get yourself some uh fine shirts like the bwo uh shirt and uh and again you're going you can catch me here hopefully every monday uh for meanie's bird recap uh the boys are back in town I am big around, and uh, we'll be talking about the birds here on uh, Eagles Unfiltered. And then, of course, if you have, if you, unless you're living underneath a rock, 
and didn't watch ESPN last night, <laughs> you know that the Philly Sports with Giovanni is also on Eagles Unfiltered. And actually, Philly Sports with Giovanni has a great episode coming up this week. Gio, are you going to spoil it for our listeners, or are you going to make it a surprise? Um, I just got done recording with Michelle and Joe Buck. That's Ooh, and you can hear that wherever you get your podcast on Eagles Unfiltered. <laughs> Tuesday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Giovanni, Joe Buck, and Michelle. That's going to be awesome, man. Can't wait to hear that. Go Birds, baby. Go Birds. Go Birds. I will see you all next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.